finally on yeah you're finally <laughs> on Derek uh welcome we are live here for another episode of bored and annoyed um the usual cast of characters me and home and we are joined today by Derek from poolside podcast so uh Derek before we even hop in here where can everybody find you what's your show about what's the deal uh we mostly talk about metal and alternative music and you can find us on Twitter we mostly post on there and then also on Facebook and Instagram perfect Perfect. So uh, you you didn't give up that Facebook profile. I remember your your uh, your your posts about you know nobody nobody pays any attention on Facebook. So I'm just going to dump the thing. Is that uh, that that didn't uh, happen? Uh, we still mostly do. Yeah, yeah. So so do we. Uh, that that is the worst spot though. But anyway, um, we have another bad movie to talk about today. Um, but I uh, have been forgetting to play this. So let's start the show. all right so for news the big news it's finally happening uh zach snyder's cut of justice league was optioned by um hbo max so i know home is super excited to see this movie um so yeah what, what do you think what do you think home fuck this this is fucking atrocious i hate everything about this I mean, Jesus Christ, he made fucking Man of Steel, completely changed who Superman is as a character, and then he ruins Batman and Batman versus Superman, makes one of the most nonsensical stories ever made, and then they're like, oh yeah, third time's the charm, right? No, I don't care how fucking bad the Joss Whedon version is, there's no way that like a Zack Snyder, pure Zack Snyder version is going to be like, I don't know more coherent or more faithful to the character. I don't know. I, I can't imagine it being better. I just can't. Yeah. I, uh, from what I understand, they're not like bringing in the actors to film any like parts that would have been left out. There's no way it's a finished, finished movie. Now, Derek, I don't know. Are, are you a superhero movie guy or, or what's absolutely. Your, uh, yeah. Absolutely. Okay. So are, yeah. do you like the DC movies at all or. Mm, you're no, more. No, more... No, no. Uh, I would consider myself a Marvel shill, just like Alex. Okay, <laughs> okay. All right, Derek. That's what I like to hear. Yeah. So DC has had like a couple few de decent ones more recently. I know me and Holmes split on the Harley Quinn one, but uh, Shazam was pretty good. Wonder Woman. Um, is there any other? Are there any other good ones? I know that their their hit rate is getting a little better over time. It's not a pure disaster, but. Why, Joker, yeah, but I mean, I don't Joker, consider but Joker. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, but overall, I feel like this is just. I mean, they should be leaving this era behind. There's no point to bring it up in people's faces anymore. They should be doing something new. So, well, the the problem is, is that you had, uh, you had Aquaman make a billion dollars, yeah, and you had Wonder Woman, who is a critical and financial success. So they are like one foot in, one foot out. You know. And yeah, right. like Harley Quinn and whatever the fuck that was called, like, yeah, that bombed and nobody was really interested in it. So they're they're so they're still very all over the place. And Shazam, like, I think barely broke even was the idea. Like they're working on a sequel, but it barely broke even. So, yeah, I'm kind of with you. Like, I mean, you're doing the Robert Pattinson Batman like Joker is getting a sequel. Like, can we focus on some of these other ones and just leave this sort of like 
Martha behind. Right. Yeah. It's uh it's very strange. The we I mean we've been trying to figure out since we started this show home, I think we've been trying to figure out what the hell they're doing. Uh because there's uh an ex- there's a, a connected universe and then there's these movies that are outside of the universe. Should they just scrap it? But then what do they do with Wonder Woman cuz she's a hit? Uh they're kind of they're kind of screwed, but um now I did, you know, jokingly say that uh, what's her name, uh, the Amber Heard was being dropped from Aquaman two last week, uh, but mm-hmm. it is actually true she's gone. So that's another bit of news because apparently she beat up Johnny Depp and people found out about it. They found recordings, whatever. Yeah. Um, so, so that franchise is, you know, I, I don't know. I I hate that movie. I don't know what people like about it. Derek, did you like Aquaman? Did you see it? Initially, I did like it, but it's one of those movies, like, the more you sit with it, the more you can poke holes in it, and uh, especially listening to your old take. I, I was just going to say, you probably yeah. liked it until you heard Home talk about the movie. Yeah, yeah, it's good until you really think about it. Yeah, uh, I, I'm, I'm very sorry to anybody who's heard my opinion and been like, you ruined a movie for me, you fucking well, asshole. Well, you didn't ruin it for me. It's just, uh, I don't know, it's just Jason Momoa was Jason Momoa. And yeah, just just give us like an actual character. It's going to be interesting to see he's in the new Dune movie. And I, uh, I, I'm kind of interested to see, you know, what kind of a a normal, uh, uh, character he can play or if he's going to be just, you know, Jason Momoa again, but it's, it's Vela news. So he knows how to use actors well. And I think he's going to be a bit character. He's not going to be this massive character arc sort of linchpin type character. Yeah, I think he's playing. He's playing like one of the uh, the soldiers, I believe, for the Atreides side, uh, yeah. like right up his Alec or something, right? So um, I don't know. Do we have any other news? I mean, we don't have much for this show in general, I don't think. But no. I've got no other news. Uh, I mean, Fant Forstick is is uh, just that that there's so much to talk about with that movie i feel like so should we just drop right into it then let's just talk about it then uh, i mean did we derek did we get your opinion on the uh on the um zach snyder release i mean honestly unless it's a completely different movie i don't see how it really gets much better because i yeah. feel like it was completely broken to begin with i feel like dc is kind of doing what like disney is doing with star wars just rehashing the same characters over and over. And I'd really like to see something different. Yeah. Well, hey, and thank you, uh, Home, for being the good co-host who remembers to involve our guests, you know? Well, I, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to hear what other people have to say because there's definitely, like, the Snyder bots out there who just fucking love and, and think he's, like, the second coming of Jesus. And uh, and then there, are, I think, are the same people who are like, nah, he, like he didn't understand Watchmen. Like, yeah, that movie is entertaining, but it do- it misses like the whole point of the comic, and kind of did that with Superman. And like, he doesn't really understand some of the things that he creates. You know, it's funny you bring that up because there are like the the Snyder bots. You know, it's like uh, it, it's almost like you've got your your left wing trolls, your right wing trolls, and then your Zack Snyder DC <laughs> trolls. <laughs> Because like it's got to be, I would imagine that it is a a extremely small portion of the population of people, even people who like DC, yeah. who are out there acting like assholes. And I think that's kind of how it works on the internet. You just have a small, small little crew of people that ruin it for the whole bunch, you know. 
so months ago months and months and months ago there was a like uh like we're gonna go and stand outside like the studio and we're gonna protest and we're gonna have banners i think like literally nine people showed up yep right so yeah. i mean that's you know lets you know uh, i mean this is gonna this is gonna do well though i think because that, for in, hbo in max you mean for hbo max yeah because yeah. i mean in quarantine with nothing new coming out it's a superhero movie in a time where there's no blockbusters coming out at all. Now it isn't coming out till next year. Oh, is that what it is? Okay. 2021. I, okay. But, that but either sense, way, I think, these, yeah, they've got it, all these unfinished special effects. That makes sense. Yeah. I suppose right now is a good time to do it. If you're going to waste the time to do it. Right. I mean, yeah. yeah. Um, I did see that uh, they are still, and I'm glad we kept talking because there was one more bit of possible news is apparently they're still planning on releasing tenant, uh, in mid July. So, yeah. uh, I, I saw an article AMC, um, is basically going to set it up. So if you buy tickets, you have to buy them up front. Uh, you have to buy your tickets online. And then I think it's going to be like a checkerboard pattern in the theater. Okay. Uh, so that's what they're saying. Um, I think locally here where we're at, Marcus is doing something similar. Um, but it sounds like they're starting to talk about opening movie theaters again. So, Tenet, we might actually get to see on time. Everything else is going to move. But Yeah, uh, I was going to say, I heard it's still going to be coming to theaters, but they're not sure if it's going to be July. Yeah, so so they're trying to get it out in July. I think Christopher Nolan is like pushing his ass off to get it out in July. Uh, hopefully it does. Uh, I still think you're going to have to put it on like eight screens at every theater though, which will be interesting. Cause there's going to be nothing else out. It's basically going to be the tenant plex over at the <laughs> local, but, but yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, Derek, are you, I mean, how many movies do you go to a year, Derek, out of curiosity? Let's see. So if the average person goes to like four or five, I probably want to say probably nine or 10. Okay. So you're like a one a month or something around there. Right. Type. Okay. Yeah. So um, are you, I mean, like this is a good qu question for us to ask you since we have you here then, since we're like four times a month or whatever. Right. Um, do you, are you excited to go back to the movies? Are you nervous to go back to the movies? Like where, where are you at as far as your thoughts on going back to the theater? Because obviously like I'm, the second it opens, I'm going, you know. I'll probably be the same way. I do miss going to the movies and just the whole experience um, because that's what it is. I mean, you can watch anything on your TV in your living room, but it's never going to be the same experience. There's a lot of movies that I like that I wasn't born yet for that I wish I could have seen on the big screen. But I'm really curious to see how they're going to do things because I feel like some people will get upset that they go with a friend or a family member and they won't get to sit like right next to that person. So I feel like movie theaters may run into that problem. You know, yeah. that's an interesting question. Like, are they going to checkerboard it literally every seat? Or is it going to be groups that you come with can sit together? Because you would think that if you and your significant other, I mean, you live together anyways. Right. Why, you know what I mean? So that's but, one of those ones that makes sense to me. Like if you're buying tickets and you're buying them in a clump. Right. Like they, they should have like sections that are, you know, sectioned off. But sure. 
yeah, you, you can buy them in a clump if it's three people and you live together, whatever. It doesn't matter. Yeah, if you and the girlfriend were just banging at home and then you go to the <laughs> movies and they're like, no, you can't sit next to each other. That's pretty <laughs> illogical, right? Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Right. Like, well, and one one I was thinking of too, though, is uh, there are theater, not theaters, but restaurants that are open right now and they're sort of like quarantining off sections. Yeah. Uh, and I saw this video of a, uh, this woman who flipped out and she like sat. So you're going to get those people who are going to show up to the theater too. Um, Cause they want to, uh, it's all about their rights. Right. Yeah. You know, so that's going to be interesting. Like having like some Karen be dragged out of a theater. Cause she's like, I'll sit where I want to sit. Yeah. That would, uh, that would not surprise me at all. And, and that lady, I'm assuming you mean the video of, uh, the woman who coughs in that guy's face. Is that the one you're talking about? Yeah. Oh my God, dude, that was horrible. But, um, wrong. What's wrong with you people? There's a lot, there's a lot wrong with people, unfortunately, um, is the issue, but, uh, yeah. Anything else uh, to kind of shoot the shit on before we, um, hop into the fantastic movie that we watched this week? Uh, yeah. You got anything, Nothing? Eric? Nah. I'm ready to go on this. Yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about it. So, um, Holm and I have been discussing probably for three years now, at least, that neither of us had ever seen the Fantastic Four movie from 2015. Um, with with Holm especially being the Marvel shill that he is, uh, it's rare that, would you say it's rare to miss a Marvel movie that's even if it's not mcu uh yeah i would say so because even if i know it's going to be a train wreck i'll still want to go and see how they fuck it up right like i I did see dark phoenix in theaters so oh god yeah and you know what um i'm gonna go ahead and spoilers on this dark phoenix is way better than this fantastic four movie yeah yeah Yeah, at least you can say that yes so uh that's crazy I didn't even so, think about that. Yeah, so so Derek, it sounds like you didn't like the movie either. Um, <clears throat> thoughts on the movie? Let's have you kind of... And go ahead and give a synopsis. Go ahead and you can be the guest synopsis giver for the show. I'm awful at that kind of thing. Let's, let's hear honest. it. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Uh, so this nerdy kid, I guess, not to offend anyone. Um, I mean, he gives uh, his project at the very beginning of the movie... It's very obvious what they're doing right from the start. A kid in the class like walks past him, looks what he's drawing, and uh, it's also obvious that he's going to be a main character. And then uh, they somehow meet, um, work on this thing together years down the road. Uh, They're still working on it at a high school uh, science fair, which I don't understand how they would be working on that at a high school science fair and then just from there the rest of the movie is just the most ridiculous thing i've ever seen and probably the worst movie i've ever seen holy shit the worst movie you've ever seen yeah honest to god home i was thinking about i don't think that that's that big of a stretch to say that it is fucking terrible well like go ahead sorry oh well i i kind of agree i could see why somebody would be like this is the worst movie i've ever seen because it's, <laughs> it's so it's so boring it's so boring yeah. and like the characters are so non-existent and there's like no arcs and there's no heart to the movie and there's nothing interesting that's happening 
And it's another superhero movie that ends with a blue laser being shot into the sky, uh, which at yep. this point had been done to death already when it came out. Yeah. Um, yep. This is this is like the character writing is so incredibly bad. Like you don't even have to deal with the whole like how good of a translation is it from the source material? Because it's 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 such a bad movie in its own right before you even get to how faithful is it. Yeah, and, and obviously I'm not one on the faithful side. I don't know too much about the Fantastic Four. I don't know, you know, if they they were clever with the way that they tried to change it. Obviously they weren't because the movie sucked. But but to your point, though, about... It, it, I wonder, you know, you said it's it's not interesting. It's like, were they trying really hard to make it interesting, though? Because it doesn't feel like a superhero movie. There's yeah. hardly any action in it. Um, it's... It, it felt like the first act was like an hour and 10 minutes long. Like it yeah. felt like nothing happened in the entire movie. Um, and, and obviously beyond that, there, there were clear reshoots where the invisible woman's hair was like completely different. She had like a wig on. Um, That's the best because at least then, you know, where the reshoot is happening. Yeah. And well, that, right. that was like, it was so handy. And, and, and you could tell too, that like, they didn't want to be there because of the way their lines were delivered. The way their dialogue was delivered in this was fucking terrible. I mean, it was terrible. Um, and we can talk about like Josh Trank and sort of like the, the, like the butting heads with the studio thing. Like, I guess he was a dick on set and this has all been well-documented for years, but like the thing that always gets me, and you said this to me in a text was. Like, I don't get why he said that this would be like an amazing movie. It's it's shit before we even get to the reshoots. And I'm like, you're absolutely right once I started seeing it. But then also the thing that really kills me about him is like, I, so there's the anime Akira. Um, and, you know, like uh, Chronicle is, has very sort of Akira moments in it. Like Dane DeHaan's character in particular, especially once he gets out of the hospital. Um, yeah. That's very Akira. And then it's it's Akira all over again with Doctor Doom at the end, but with like the walking down the hallways and psionically like moving people and like killing people and bursting their brains and shit. And I'm like, dude, Trank, like, are are you just redoing Akira in every fucking movie that you have? Like, can you do anything original? Probably not. It's probably not. I, by the way, Doctor Doom in this, what a joke! What yeah. a joke! Uh yeah, I mean, you know what's funny, Derek? I was just thinking about your synopsis. I don't know if there's much left to say. I mean, you can finish yeah. that. You just did the first, like, 25 minutes of the movie or whatever, half hour of the movie. Um, that stuff feels like it could have been done in five minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we get basically an hour of them at the lab. That's, yeah. like, the movie. Yeah. Uh, there, there's. I can only think offhand of two real action scenes. Um, one being when, uh, thing goes and finds, uh, uh, Rex or or Reed, uh, fucking. And then, um, and then, uh, when, when they fight Dr. Doom at the end, is that the only two action scenes in the entire movie or am I wrong? I feel like that's kind of cut out on the first one. Oh, uh, yeah, no, I was saying when, uh, when he goes and finds Mr. Fantastic, uh, thing does. There's like yeah. a little woods action fight scene thing for a second. I feel bad because I was on my phone at that point and I, I basically missed the whole thing. Well, that's that's the first thing that happens in the movie. Um, the conflict is 
they they basically build this thing to go to another dimension um because yeah. the science fair by the way the other thing too derek is they didn't improve that that um science project from the time they were kids until yeah. the science fair at all it's the exact same project they have done nothing new with it whatsoever but um but yeah they 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 go to this other dimension um through a science project and dr doom and and um you know mr fantastic uh, uh reed or whatever he they they have a uh they have a um they're 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 at odds one because um richards has t basically stolen doom's original idea and you know perfected it and two except because he didn't, except he, he didn't steal, steal it <laughs> yeah right right he just came up with it on his own he was uh, just a kid and made it work yeah and then the other thing is apparently there's some sort of romantic thing happening i think between doom and the invisible woman yeah or he thinks there is yeah I, I wasn't clear on that so that's where the conflict comes they go to the other dimension doom ends up being stuck there uh and they come back and then they go back and that's the entire movie that's the entire movie yeah like well there's a little bit more they come back then the military's like hey we want to use you as weapons that's and right. then they're like okay we got to go back for some reason and then they go back and then doom comes back and then they're like let's fight doom because he loves his new planet for some reason yeah well and and uh and richards is doing globe trotting he's like he escaped yeah. the prison and i don't know what his goal is exactly and it, and it but becomes like escaped. a separate it becomes like a second movie at that point it's like one year later and you're like you could have actually started the movie here and it might have been an interesting movie yeah, and by the way, Comics on the Mind asks the Negative Zone. Is that the name of that place? I don't know if that's the name of the place. So there, the there's the Negative Zone. They call it Planet Zero in the movie, which okay. of course, like God forbid, we actually use anything from the comics at all. You know, and like, that's what it's supposed to be, though. Like it is from that. Lore. Yeah, they, they, yeah, they had the, yeah, they had the Negative Zone. I mean, they're, they're always doing wobbly woobly timey wimey shit on fantastic four so they could have done any number of different uh uh galaxies or or universes or dimensions but uh this is one where it's like where do we start like where do we start destroying this movie because like i could start scene one with the fucking yeah. kids and it's like what are you what are you gonna be i want to be the first kid that teleports and you're like what fucking kid says that? Also, <laughs> I'm sorry. I've done it before. I'm going to do it again. Those kid actors were bad. Yeah. Yeah, they were bad. And, uh, you know, I think it's kind of on the direction on on Trank's part. But God, I mean, like, the, it's not even the kid's fault either. The dialogue is so stilted and, and not human. What a terrible way to wedge in a uh, thing, too. Like, right. like the way that he's treated as a character is so useless. Like, I just even think to the, the Michael Chiklis version, yeah. like at least in that movie, every character had like their own little arc and like problem and conflict they were dealing with. Yes. It was like a real movie in this. Yeah. It's literally like, okay, well, we'll just basically have, uh, the main character put him in his pocket and carry him around the whole movie. I mean, that's right. the yes. only thing he had to do. I guess, I guess he's the one who like, 
um, accepts his fate uh, when they all wake up and it go fast forwards a year and he's kind of doing like all the military shit for the government. I guess that's his 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 role in the movie. But yeah, what but a how does that even tie back of a character? But it's like, how does that even tie back to like what even is his arc? Like, you know, it's like, oh, he accepted his fate, but did he have problems accepting where he was in society? Like, what's his driving for? Like, it's like, oh, he has a bully of a brother, and then he meets Reed. Up, oh, and then and we lose they become Alex. friends. Military, and then he breaks up with Reed, and then they get back together at the end of the movie. Yeah. It's like, what, what, there's no through line there. There's nothing there for him to learn or grow in any way. And like, no. you've got this really interesting idea of like Reed having this massive guilt for like turning his friend into a monster. And you don't do anything with that because you didn't do the work to make them real friends at the beginning. Right. Now, was he working on some sort of a cure while he was away to come back and cure them? What was he doing? What was Reed no doing? Idea. I have no idea. Making himself a stretchy suit. Yeah, he like did a face shift thing yeah god holy shit what yeah, was that? yeah he was learning how to fix uh cash registers <laughs> yeah that's right yes yes he did fix a cash register uh it felt very wannabe incredible hulk to me that whole scene part yeah where he's out yes it reminded yep. me of the ed norton ending of hulk and what we would expect the way going into avengers what he was up to that sort of thing yeah. um i mean what else <sighs> What is, is there, I mean, uh, other than I mean, saying I mean, everything about it is terrible, uh, you know. I, what... I mean, well, like, Doom. Like, what's Doom's whole thing? He's like, I don't trust the government. Okay, why? <laughs> like, I get, like, why? Because, like, the government can fucking blow a big one. But, like, what's, like, what happened to him that made him think these things? And Yeah, I almost uh, had, like, a Thanos moment with Doctor Doom. Because he said the people that are running the world are the people ruining it. I was like, okay, I actually, you know, kind of agree with him. Mm. And then, so, yeah, you're completely correct. They never, like, really give him backstory on, like, why he's so bitter against the government, I guess. Well, right. Yeah. And and if he is interesting, uh, we don't get to see the interesting parts of him because when he goes away, uh, the next time we see him, it's just, oh, it's fight time. We don't yeah. actually get to see Dr. Doom on this other planet doing interesting things or, I mean, there's nothing I can think of that would be interesting to do by yourself on that planet is the other no. problem. So no. I don't know what he was doing. I don't understand, you know, okay, so he basically wants to destroy the earth. Is that the deal or bring the earth there? What's his, what is his bad vague, guy goal? Vague plans with vague powers with vague motivation. Uh, yeah. that's the whole goddamn movie. He's not the only character who's like that. Cause it's like Johnny storm. What's his arc, you know? And like, there was all this uproar on the internet about like, uh, uh, Michael B. Jordan being, uh, the human torch and no race swapping and all that. And it's like, that wasn't even close to being an issue in this movie because we never even got to the point. Like it did make me think like, yeah, it really didn't matter. Like who gives a fuck? It really didn't right. matter. Like, but at the end of the day, I'm like, this movie was so not the Fantastic Four that he didn't even remind me of Johnny Storm anyways. Nobody yeah. reminded me of like their comic book counterparts anyways. So who fucking cares? Yeah, it was so lame the way he was introduced. And uh, he's like a street racer. 
Uh, yes. And that's like him being a bad boy, you know, and I and I can't help it. I'm, you know, I'm assuming this was made so that Fox could keep the rights to the Fantastic Four. I'm assuming it was one of those where that's what it was. Did, yeah. So so I, you know, I don't hate the original one with with Jessica Alba and that crew. Like, I think that that's OK, that movie. Um, it's cheesy, but it's fine. It's very generic, like, yes. you know, but, but like, I liked Dr. Doom in it, the guy from Nip Tuck or whatever. Um, I, I guess I liked all the characters in it. Um, I, they this, were characters. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. It felt like a comic book movie. This one is trying to be some weird dark thing, I think. Yeah. Um, like the whole lab thing, it reminded me of a little bit of like Planet of the Apes, where they're keeping the people. In the also got world. that from like the whole CGI ch- chimpanzee. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which, yeah, by the way, sure. that CGI chimp looked terrible. It was. Um, everything CGI in this looked awful. It did. Yeah. yeah. It oh did. my god, the green screen! Like when they go to the universe, like the separate universe or whatever. Yeah. It's like, like this is like 2004 special effects. What the fuck's happening here? Yeah. Right. But yeah, like the other thing, and I wanted to ask you guys this because I feel like so so uh, Trank came out and he's like, I really want to do something like dark and like gritty and Cronenberg uh, style. And I feel like the whole movie was centered around one scene because he wanted to do one scene, which was the revelation of like their powers, like when they first get back from the universe and it's all the wreckage and the fire like that bit and then the bit immediately after where like they're testing on Reed. I feel like the whole movie was designed around those two scenes. Yeah, you're right. I think you're right and I think that that ended up being lame as fuck because you just bringing it up is the only reason I remembered it. I mean, I yeah. like Reed stretching his way out of the thing and going straight to the vent. He's out of the fuck. He he wakes up and he's out of the hospital or the the compound within like thirty seconds. Yeah, um, I I I pointed it out to you. I was like, okay, so Reed in his underwear in winter in an Area Fifty One stand-in with no military like covert ops training gets out of Area Fifty One mm-hmm. or wherever. Really? This is. Right? Yeah. Yeah. They called it Area 57 in the movie. Okay. So it's like real yeah, creative, it's like, guys. It's like, like in Alaska. Good. It's in like Alaska or something, I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah, you're right. Where would he go? Where did he go? Like, how, how did he, he get, get out? Past, like, there's like, it's a military base. Yeah. It's like, well, he's, oh, he's, he's really stretchy. Yeah. He's really stretchy. Cool. Yeah. I'm sure that really like stopped all the guys with like thermal night vision from being able to find him. Like, fuck off. Like, this movie is horribly <laughs> written. Yeah, like yeah, no yeah, and he wouldn't even know how to use his powers yet. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Like, you know, like, and, and it's so diametric. This movie being serious is so diametrically opposed from like the source material. It's like you have a guy who's like rubber band man, like he's just stretchy. Like in the comics, he'll like turn himself into a wheel and fucking just roll around. Like that's inherently silly. Doing this take on it was so ill-advised. It's it's astounding that it ever even got made. Yeah, it's uh, it's Man of Steel syndrome, where it's like yeah. you know, Superman's more. He's a fun character who you do goofy, funny stuff with, and he goes and does outlandish stuff. Um, I don't see Fantastic Four as dark. I think they should be in bright blue leotards, mm-hmm. acting like goofballs. That's that's interesting or it's it's more fun anyway uh yeah. 
Yeah, why does everything, uh, Derek? Any any theory? Why does everything have to be dark now? Even though the 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 most successful current comic book series, I would say, on the whole, is more fun than dark. Any idea yeah. why people have to do that, Derek? So I think uh, you know, in the late two thousands, music kind of went through its emo phase, and now I think movies are going through its emo phase, and. Uh, most movies can't pull it off, especially superhero movies. Yeah. 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 It's you need to... go ahead. It's the chasing of legitimacy because Nolan came out, did the dark Knight, And then everybody was like, Oh my God, these are real movies. And we want to be taken seriously. We're not just like these funny book movies. Uh, and right. then you saw it with man of steel. You saw it here. Uh, you saw it with, they tried to do dark and gritty with the amazing Spider-Man one. Um, it just it just fails. It fails every time if you don't do it with the right character. You know, dark and gritty works for the Punisher. It works for Daredevil. It doesn't work for Superman. And it doesn't yeah. work for, for the Fantastic Four. Well, great. That means we probably just refilled the the fuel tank of darkness too, because we just had Joker that crushed it. So now exactly. we're just gonna get more copycats of that. Uh well, which that, is just that kind fucking of... great. It feels like it feels like a movie that is very reactionary. Like it doesn't know what it wants to do. It's like following trends. And I think that that's always a problem of you have to have a vision, not just follow trends. Because Joker works because it works for the character and it's an right. interesting movie. Right. The character has to have that kind of dark and gritty background for it to make sense. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, you can't just have Superman be brooding and act like an asshole. That's not. And he's uh, just mad that he has to save people. Yeah, right. Exactly. Um, yeah, the the Joker thing. It's it, like what 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 are they what are we gonna see in the next few years? You know, coming from I mean, Marvel has got their their shtick. So they take so they take Fantastic Four now, right? And X Men. Yeah. Is that right? Yep. yep. So hopefully they've been saved from being destroyed but on the dc side i feel like everything everybody's fair game um mm -hmm. to to completely screw up so we'll see we'll see what well, they know, do you know what i don't understand and i'm gonna go on my comic book diatribe for a second here like dr doom is one he's got like this great inferiority complex with reed richards which is interesting it makes their character dynamic more interesting they try to touch on that in this but it just fails but like as far as a character goes he has like one of the most interesting backstories. Like, you know, his mother was a gypsy who died. Her soul went to hell. He literally went to hell and like made a bargain with the devil. Mm. And like he's Iron Man mixed with uh, Doctor Strange because he has magic, but he also has an Iron Man suit. And he's like the king of a fucking country. And like he has diplomatic immunity. And like he has murder robots that go around his fucking country and that those are his police. It's like there are so many cool off the wall things about this character. And then like people know people never know, like, does he have like a massive scar on his face? And that's why like he's so vain. That's why he wears like the mask. Or is he like horribly disfigured? Like that was a mystery for years and years and years in the comics. That's interesting. You don't do any of that. You're like, he's a hacker. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Everything you just said sounded way more interesting than what was actually in the movie. It's yeah, like he, 
I mean, you took 30 seconds to explain that and just go with that. Yeah, right. It's it's cool. And he he was the inspiration, at least partially, for Darth Vader, like aesthetically. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, like Lucas came out and he's like, yeah, I, I, I sort of based him on Doom meets like a samurai was kind of like hmm. the idea. Yeah, I uh, I've always thought that he was one of the coolest looking um, uh, villains. I would say he's up there as far as just the look of the character. Uh, and it's funny because I I think about what we got in the movie and comparing it with like what you've seen of his, you know, in in comics and and the look of his character. And it's like, who the hell uh, thinks that? what we got in the movie looks like a good <clears throat> character. Like he doesn't look interesting. He doesn't look cool. He's he literally, like a, he's a crash test dummy. Right. Well, like, and, and I mean, just like, look at him. I mean, it's a yeah. fucking awesome character design. Uh, yep. and you have done something completely uninteresting and terrible with this character. So I, yeah, I, I, I'm always excited to see Dr. Doom, mainly just because of what he looks like. Um, I've always liked the look of the character, so I'm shocked that they would make something so hideously ugly and uninteresting uh, for a film. And just because you're making it to keep the rights, there's got to be a decent Fantastic Four script that's been bouncing around Hollywood. There's got to be multiple Fantastic Four ideas well, that people like have. Look at the Incredibles. It's 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 a family of superheroes. That's at its core. That's what Fantastic sure. Four is. And like, yeah, they're superheroes, but they're also like these sort of like uh, explorers slash scientists. So that's where you get to do like a different angle with them. It's sure. not like we're we're saving kittens out of trees, which is sort of the problem with like the Michael Chiklis ones, where like, you know, he's like stopping a a. a fire truck or whatever on on the bridge like it's like eh, this isn't what they're really known for right but but it's like yeah you could do so many cool things with them but you don't and it's because yeah. people are ashamed of like the sort of inherent silliness of them yeah well that's too bad because silliness is fun so i you know want to see silliness but um i don't know do we have anything else to talk about as far as this movie is concerned derek you got anything else that yeah. you wanted to unload uh i have one more thing i and i thought it was kind of a plot hole um i'm not sure if the kid at the very beginning said he wanted to transport to another dimension so i was kind of confused like whenever he sends uh, whenever he sends things how does he know where it's going because yeah. how can you send something without like knowing where it's going? Yeah, and I think that I think that that was something. I think what they did was they he thought that he was sending the item somewhere else on Earth, but he really right. didn't know where it was going, and he was getting the sand back from wherever on Earth the thing was going. And then that's why I thought it was funny that when they were in high school or whatever, that was still the case. Mm -hmm. uh, they still didn't know where it was going. Um, I'm not sure how uh, did the did the the scientist guy did he know he knew that it was going to another dimension I think I yeah. think that's the deal so I okay. don't know how he knew that but so Derek you 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 brought me back to the beginning of the movie which is where there are so many problems um, one that teacher who's like this isn't science I don't see any hard science here. Uh, and you're going to pay for the backboard. And it's like, really? 
this is the world. This is how stupid people are in this world. Right. Uh, that makes zero sense. That makes it was a magic trick. Yeah, that made it was a that magic made, trick. Yeah, that that made that made that made no sense. Like logically, any person who saw that would be like, okay, it clearly disappeared in front of my eyes. Like that clearly happened. Even if it is a magic trick, how did you do that? I need to like figure this out. But I mean, it also made I don't know. It just to me that was so incredibly stupid. And then and then this guy who's like this major scientist like just shows up to like this <laughs> yeah. fucking high school fucking science fair. He's like he's like a genius like scientist who's working on interdimensional travel and he's like I'm going to go to a science fair. Like what? Yeah. Yeah, uh, and, and by the way, I do need to make a correction. They did improve the trick in one, or the trick, the science experiment okay. in one way. I guess the, the addition they made was that they brought the item back, right? Yeah, yeah. But yeah. they didn't know where it was going, so I don't understand. Like, are they just fucking shooting darts at a dartboard with their science project? They have no exactly. idea what they're doing? It doesn't make any sense. Uh, and yeah, Freddy from, uh, from uh, 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 the House of Cards. Uh, Freddie with the ribs is yeah. the, the mm -hmm. I think he actually passed away. Rest in peace to that guy. But but yeah, he he's kind of they wanted to make him like the linchpin of the movie. Um, but yeah, oh my God, it's just terrible. It's well, and there's there's so much wrong with this movie. There's really so much wrong with it. Like like he meets Sue Storm and they have one of the most inhuman interactions as sort of like the beginning of their relationship. Oh, I really love this book. It's Dr. Ne Bro, she's got headphones in and she's in a library. You're that much of a dick? Like you can't read the fucking room? And maybe that would have been interesting if like that's how he was because he like he doesn't understand social interactions. He's like a Sheldon type or an Abed type. But uh but no, they didn't go with that. They it's just kind of like, oh, he's a he's a he's what is he? What what is his defining trait as a character other than he's smart? Like Right. Right. For me, I felt like none of the characters really had any organic chemistry together. It all yeah. felt so forced. And I don't get, uh, there's so much that I don't get about this movie. Um, oh, character interactions, you know, like, or character introductions. That's one of the biggest things. Like we talked about Michael B. Jordan sort of like racing and it's yes. like, like I think of like two of the greatest character introductions that I think I've ever seen in any movie are uh, uh, the introduction of the driver in Drive, uh, sure. like the the first like five to ten minutes of that movie, amazing, and then the Joker's like proper introduction in The Dark Knight in like the uh, the the um, uh, magic the... trick pencil scene. Oh yes, like, okay. that's one yeah. of the greatest character introductions ever, and it's <clears> like you think of like everything in that speaks to the character and gives you something new to think about about the character they do something they interact with somebody in a different way um and you learn so much uh, here it's like okay so he wants to race and he's not that smart and he's cocky and that's it and that's it because there's nothing else to him sounds like every character in every fast and the furious movie yeah um it's very very wooden one note bullshit you know uh, yeah, and and how about Sue Storm? I mean, what a worthless character she is. She does nothing. She's just boring. I think everybody who's all about representation should be really pissed about this movie because one, yeah. like I, I I've said years ago, but you took the black guy and you're like, we're gonna spray swap him, and like you put him in like the hothead, 
like dummy kind of role. Like it would have been interesting and maybe more progressive if you made Reed Richards a black dude, like black dude scientist. Yeah. Cool, interesting, different. But no, you you picked like the most stereotypical like thing that you could do with a black kid, which is make him the hothead. Uh, and then like and then Sue Storm, she's a, a non character. She she doesn't do anything. I mean, they're she all non characters, but I think she's like the least interesting out of all of them. She doesn't do. She's super boring. Like everything about her character is fucking boring. That movie is just fucking terrible. But you know, I, Jackson, I just realized that they had two actors from House of Cards. Yeah. Who was the other one? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Her, Kate Mara. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Duh. Yeah. So they. Yeah. Well, they're both better in that show. Right. Um, so. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, uh, I've, I'm, I'm about done with Fantastic Four. I will never have to watch it again. Uh, I got one else? last thing. You got, I got one last one more thing. thing. I mean, I, right. I could literally talk for probably an hour on this movie because it's like that fucking terrible. But like their solution to beating Doctor Doom is like, let's just punch him a bunch. Like that's, <laughs> yeah. that was like, Reed, I thought you were a genius. And then they're just like, let's just punch him and make him go down a crevice or something. And it's you like, know, like, shouldn't Reed be like finding like, like Reed's superpower really in the comics? Like, yeah, he can stretch, but really it's his fucking brain. Like he's a fucking genius. Mm -hmm. Like, like that's interesting is seeing him come up with ways and gadgets to beat his enemies. But, you know, come to punch think of a guy. it, come to think of it, I can't even remember the end of this. Like, I don't I, remember yeah. the fight at the end, like at all. And I just watched right. it five days ago. Yeah. I don't remember it at all. I don't remember, like, was it a battle? Did they punch each other? Like, what, what they, happened? They, they, like, punched each other for a bit. Yeah, but, yeah, it's so unmemorable. It's insane. Yeah, I watched this last night, and when I woke up this morning, I had to ask my girlfriend, how did the movie end? Yeah, I don't <laughs> All I remember about the ending is the uh, they, they have the sting for the sequel, where they're oh, all standing God. up there, and they, like, you don't see that coming like the way that they name the, the the team it's just so telegraphed and obvious what's gonna happen here um yeah well the worst the worst thing was he's he's like oh it's pretty fantastic say that again and it's yeah. like it's so it, it 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 reminds me of avengers uh two where he's like avengers and then he's gonna say assemble and all the fans know he's gonna say assemble but the movie cuts him off before he gets to say it um and it's like, you really couldn't do anything. You couldn't do anything original with this movie in, in any way. Yeah, right, this movie has so many cringe moments. It was awful. Yeah. Oh. yeah. yeah. All right. One of the worst experiences of my life. I think I'd rather watch uh, Batman and Robin than this. Would you rather watch Cats than this? No. No, no. me neither. Cats is, is so. pure devil fire. Yeah. The Cats, is uh, double, Cats has double the Rotten Tomato score, though. I'm glad don't. I've never seen that. Yeah, don't, don't, don't ever watch it. Um, unless they come out with that butthole cut that I've heard about. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I guess uh, uh, part, going into shit we watched, I did want to share something kind of neat. Uh, I work for a company called InfoSec. We deal in cybersecurity. Um, <laughs> and uh, the CEO reached out and did one of these, um, what are they called? When you go get the celebrity to, to do like record a message. Uh, a cameo okay. yeah there you go so i'm just gonna play this real quick thought it was kind of uh interesting hey all y'all at infosec it's sean Aston here 
How you going? What's going on? How you doing? How you been? Oh, you've been affected by COVID just like everybody else. You've had to like respond. Well, Super Jack seems to think you've done a pretty good job. They think you've responded. He thinks you've responded tremendously, tremendously. Uh, it is not that fun working such long hours just to keep millions of us safe from cybercrime. But on behalf of my entire family and, well, everyone on the planet, thank you. Thank you for what you do, for keeping us safe. Um, it's going to get better. Uh, I know this because um, I have a crystal ball. No, that's not right. I know this because I have faith. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, I know this because people of goodwill who work hard and sacrifice for each other always seem to come out the other end, uh, even if it's with sacrifices. So I really appreciate all the sacrifices that you guys have been making. And hopefully you're finding your own way to be safe, not just but safe and healthy and eating properly and sleeping properly and... and um, yeah, just taking care of yourselves. Take care of yourselves. I feel like an old... Oh, oh, my InfoSec people. Take care of yourselves, okay? This is a long pandemic. Take care of yourselves. Oh, it's my agent. <laughs> I'll see you guys later. Uh, be well. So, yeah, I thought that was kind of fun. <laughs> uh, was a little surprised that he, he went and did that. But, uh, yeah, he, he, he channeled a little bit of his Samwise Gamgee with you know oh needs to... be safe mr frodo <laughs> but yeah um shit we watched uh derek um we'll let you start anything you watch you've been watching the last couple weeks uh mostly just ozark i've um i came to the party late on that and i absolutely love it i'm midway through the second season and you know there's some comparisons to breaking bad i had made a post a few weeks ago I think you disagreed with that it's better than Breaking Bad, which I still hold my ground on. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not. But it is very good. It is very good. Right. Uh, and I'll be yeah. the naysayer who says I have like zero interest in it whatsoever. Yeah, you would like it though, because it is really good. Um, like either, just all the characters, everything is about it is 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 excellent. Uh mm -hmm. I think where it doesn't quite get Breaking Bad level is just in, I mean, Jesse and Walt are so fucking great. Um, right. I don't think it has that uh, in the show. I, Overall, I, guess... I think it's story that I like more, but okay. like Breaking Bad has more of the character stuff that I can yeah. see where you're coming from. And that's where I like Better Call Saul more than Breaking Bad. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Real? Okay. I think it's much better. See, I would say Breaking or uh, Better Call Saul might be better than Ozark, but I don't think that that Better Call Saul is better. Than overall, uh, overall, Better Call Saul is like my very favorite out of those. Oh, three. really? Okay. Yeah, that's interesting. Okay, so that's rare. But go ahead. So I, I was going to ask you, Derek, because I'm getting the sense that maybe you're not the biggest fan of Breaking Bad. Like maybe you like it, but you don't love it. When it first came out and it was the hot thing, like I was just like everyone else and loved it. But the just the more time that's gone on since watching it and the other stuff that I've watched, I just uh, it became a drama that was really drawn out to me. And mm. it became less about the original storyline and became more of just his problems with 
other characters. And I feel like Ozark kind of stays on track a bit more, doesn't draw things out. So I think that's another reason why I like it because there's things I saw in the first season that it was like it took Breaking Bad three or four seasons just to really tie this up. Hmm. And not every storyline needs multiple seasons to draw things out. I, I kind of I kind of agree because there were aspects of the story that I do like there are certain parts of like Pinkman's story that sort of feel like they're drug out a little bit. I think Pinkman's was maybe because Walt is so interesting mm-hmm. uh, and Pinkman is interesting, too. But there were parts in the later seasons before, like he starts with the whole like getting kidnapped thing where I'm like, yeah, this was drug out like the Kristen Ritter. That's her name, right? Uh, Jessica Jones. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like I wasn't the biggest fan of when she was on the show. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I kind of agree. I, I just wanted to see where you stood on the show overall. Yeah. Initially I loved it, but I guess just more things that I've seen from it. And I've actually tried to rewatch it like a number of times and it's very hard to rewatch for me. Hmm. because I just get frustrated. It's like, I know this gets drawn out for a long time. Yeah, I don't agree. I think that it's fantastic. Uh, I have rewatched it. Um, I thought it was great on a rewatch. Now, back to Ozark, though. So you're in the section where um, Wendy, Laura Linney's character, is sort of turning into a scumbag, and now... Uh, uh, what's his name is, uh, uh, or bird. Uh, what's his first Marty? What Marty, Marty is, is kind of just struggling. He's drowning at all times. Um, so yeah, I'll be interested to see what you think. Um, after season three, after season three, what kind of pace are you watching this at? Um, last week it was maybe like two episodes every other day or so. I've not really got to watch much of anything last week, so okay. I'll probably watch an episode or two tonight. Okay, perfect. Perfect. Um, yeah, so that's one thing. Uh, anything else? Did you watch that Bulls documentary? I see you've got a Bulls sweatshirt on, so I'm assuming that you've watched that. I've watched the first two episodes and I listened to multiple like sports podcasts that have talked a ton about it. And I know there's like a lot of post drama going on now. Right. (laughs) Which I mean, I know everyone wants their say, but even like seeing it for me, it's like, can we just move on from this now? Because the story got told in the documentary. Yeah. I, uh, I kind of figured that would happen because there were rumblings that basically Jordan had like complete say so as far as what made it in there and what didn't. Yeah. So you would think that it would be obvious that there would be some sort of drama from other other characters in the documentary who maybe didn't think that they were uh, presented in the best light. Now, um, the the documentary series is awesome. It's super entertaining to watch. Uh, they've got, you know, clips, the, w- the way it's done kind of going back from when Jordan first entered to the, bu- into the bulls while also telling the story of the final season that they had together. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, it's very good storytelling. Um, I would be interested in 
you know, you're kind of saying that you're kind of like, okay, let's move on. They told the story, but I want to see like the hour long uh, documentary or, or show where they just interview all these people that, that kind of bitch about what Jordan said. Cause Jordan was, um, he's quite the character in the documentary. He's amazing. He's kind of an asshole, but that's part of what made him so good. You know, so I would like to see how much shit they say he was was garbage. I know Pippin's not happy. Horace Grant's not happy. Um, there was a guy who wrote a, a biography during in the 90s during the uh, whole Bulls thing that says a lot of it was bullshit. Oh, uh, uh, Sam Smith. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and one one story that they brought up towards the end was there's that infamous flu game of Jordan's. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's been huge. Post-documentary. Yeah, yeah, and they basically, they insinuate that the Utah Pizza Hut poisoned the pizza and brought it to him. Like, like mm. Jordan pretty much says, I ate that pizza and I got sick. So, uh, that's interesting. I highly doubt they purposely poisoned a pizza. Now, but... I listened to an interview where they spoke, I guess, with the owner of that Pizza Hut. And okay. apparently, uh, he was actually a Bulls fan. He made the pizza himself and then del- delivered it directly to him. So, but but you never know. Right. Yeah. So maybe they just, in their hurry to get a pizza to Michael Jordan, they just undercooked it maybe. Who right. Knows? But but yeah, that's uh, that, that that documentary was pretty good. Uh, Home, you watch anything this week? Uh, yeah, I watched, um, I watched two things. Uh, one of which I didn't finish because it was so shit. Uh, so I guess I'll just talk about that one first. Uh, so... <laughs> Fantastic Every now and then. <laughs> no, I did finish it. That's how I know it's better than Cats. Is I actually finished it, and it wasn't as much of a struggle to, to finish. Um, but uh, I um, I started... Uh, so, so DC does these direct-to-DVD animated movies every now and then. So sometimes I like to check them out because I'm a fucking kid. So, um, so they had one where it was uh, Ninja Turtles versus Batman. And... Hmm. Uh, it's uh it's just it's just atrocious uh it's just it's just horrible uh which i guess should be expected because it's direct to dvd kind of thing but like you know bad character writing like the ninja turtles find batman's cave because they just walk through the sewers like donatello's like oh i try triangulated like the most likely place and it's like oh so batman is so inept in this universe that he just has like an open sewer like entryway to the bat cave like how fucking dumb. Uh, and then, like, it's one of those things where, like, they want to have every character, like, from both universes sort of interact. So, like, like all of Batman's rogues gallery shows up and they all get mutated into, like... Because, of course, like, like, there's no... You know, like, there's no logical sort of idea of, like, oh, who would actually want to be mutated into a half-snake, half-man? Like, you know, like, okay, maybe the Joker would want that, but... Would Bane actually want to be mutated? Isn't he like a normal guy? Or or would Mr. Freeze really want to be mutated? Like, is he even happy being Iceman? You know, like, like none of that. It's just kind of like, ah, and I get it. It's a cartoon and it's like for kids or whatever. But it's like the character writing is so bad. The character interactions are so bad. It's just, it's astonishing. Um, and yeah, some of the fight scenes were kind of cool. But I, I, was, um, I was just kind of blown away at like, I don't know. I just, I don't, why what's it just because kids like both. So they decided to combine them and sell a bunch of DVDs or whatever. Well, and I think the more interesting take. 
Uh-oh, dark and comic book version. We lost you there for a second. The more interesting, uh, okay. like a more interesting take would have been like the really dark and gritty uh, original Ninja Turtles version meeting like the dark and gritty Batman. Sure. Um, that would be, and I, I think maybe even animated in the style of like the original Ninja Turtles comics, like where it's black and white, heavy shadowing. Um, Cause I think that would play really well with Batman too. Like sort of the, this like black and white noir sort of feel. Um, I think that would be way more interesting, but they go like with like the most basic sort of animation and just, it's just fucking, it's fucking atrocious. And I hated it. Yeah. It sounds bad. Um, um, what was your other item? The other thing, uh, I, and I'm I'm being a fucking kid again. I started another anime, or I started up another anime called uh, Seven Deadly Sins on uh, on uh, Netflix. It's okay. It's fine. I don't know. It's not the best anime. There's some cool stuff in it, but also there's some incredibly stupid stuff. I can tell I'm desperate for an anime because I'm continuing to watch it. Sure, sure. But, yeah, you're always trying to find that that fix with your anime. Ever since. Ever since Vinland Saga, I'm like, everything disappoints me. I could see that. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I, the only thing I really got done this week watching-wise was uh, I watched uh, the whole um, Dead to Me. I watched both seasons of Dead to Me. I know I had started it last week when we talked. Uh, pretty good. Uh, my problem is this is one of those shows where season one, one of the characters has a secret from the other character. And then basically season two is the reverse. So it's the same conflict. It's the same, like, you know, general theme oh. as the first season. Gotcha. So that to me feels like a lot of recycling. Luckily, the two leads are awesome. Um, you know, uh, Kelly Bundy and uh, the uh, Hawkeye's wife. Hawkeye's wife. <laughs> yep, right. <laughs> Kelly Bundy and Hawkeye's wife are great. Uh, James Marsden is really good. Um, I, uh, I would recommend the show. It's, you know, it's, it's emotional and all that stuff. Like it's, I'm not going to sit here and act like it did nothing for me, but it was annoying the second season. Like everything that was happening was first of all, like, no, you would get caught here. Uh, no, why would anyone ever do that? And, and the main thing being, oh, so we're just basically doing the same thing over again, but you just reversed who's doing what to who. So that's. Uh, outside of that it was pretty good but i don't like the fact that they did that i was kind of surprised at how much of uh, james marsden we got in the first season is he in a lot of the second season or no yes um uh derek have you watched this at all I've not. I'm not really familiar with it. Okay, it's a show about these women. Basically, uh, the premise is this lady's husband got killed by a uh, by a hit and run, um, and she befriends this woman at like a like a um, a, a group, like a yeah. you know therapy group. And um, right away in the first episode, you find out. So I'm going to go ahead and spoil the first episode <laughs> for you of the show. But basically, the the woman who's befriended her is the woman who hit her husband i figured that <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> yeah so so uh they do a thing with james marsden now home i and you can take your headphones off if you don't want it spoiled derek or if you don't care you can just listen um but they do a, at the end of the first season home if you remember james marsden got killed i do that's okay. why i phrased my question so, that way yeah so so uh the James Marsden in this season is his 
twin brother oh who God. has who has <laughs> no. who has the opposite no. now Ooh. i actually Ooh. i actually Done. i, I, I know but, season two i'm out no i liked him better i liked him better in this one because he's the That's opposite so fucking, it's so, fucking so lame. right it so is fucking lame. lame but he That's plays so basically lame. holy shit so his the main James Marsden was an asshole. This James Marsden is like a really nice guy. So that's where they do the thing. But so but, they, uh, so but they yes. kill him, and do they use that as like an excuse? Like, is he now like filling in for his brother so they can like get away with the murder? No, or something? no, no, okay. no, no. They uh, it's just they, a shitty way of like having James Marsden stick around. Yes, yes. Uh, which, which, luckily for the viewers, I like James Marsden, so I like yeah, I, don't mind having him around. But you're right; it is lame as fuck. When it first happened, I was like, "Oh my god!" But it's fine. I the the bigger problem for me is that all you did was now instead of uh, uh, Hawkeye's wife holding a secret from Kelly Bundy, Kelly Bundy has a secret from Hawkeye's wife. Right. So that's that's where my problem with the show comes from but overall i'd still say it's pretty good i'm interested to see what they do in the third season because um the way they set it up they it doesn't seem like there's going to be a way for them to do that again it's going to have to be something completely new so i'll be interested to see how they if they pull it off well like that i you know like to me like the title like dead to me like yeah her husband's dead and right. then, like, you know, there's some issues there in their relationship. So, like, that's a, a dead to me thing. But then, like, also, like, oh, you're dead to me because she finds out about, like, yep. spoilers. She finds out that that happened and that she did kill her husband. Um, And so, you know, that's a thing. And so it's kind of like, that's the main crux. Like, I don't think the idea is, like, somebody keeping it. Like, that's not the main crux of the story to me. It's about the idea of grief and and vengeance and forgiveness and all of that stuff and it's like if you can stick to those themes and do that with the characters you can actually have a long-running show but if your thing is oh there has to be a secret it's like okay well you're fucked yourself because it just becomes predictable because you've decided you pigeon your hold yourself into an idea of what this show is right yeah i would agree but um yeah so i i think that's it i mean you guys got anything else uh i guess uh poolside anything anything new on the horizon for your show anything like that uh right now we're doing stuff like artist of the month picking one artist every month that has a new album coming out doing a discography review uh just to let people know like if they've never listened to the band we're kind of on the same journey um so that's been a lot of fun. And then next week we are doing something called the Elite Music Draft, which is basically like creating our own super group. And um, it's just something fun to do. I like that. There you go. You got some, you got, you got some previews as maybe as to uh, who might be in your super group. Got, got like a little teaser. I've, uh, I'm actually pretty unprepared right now. My co-hosts are the ones actually more prepared than me for once. So I've not made mine yet. Um, but that's pretty much it going on right now. And uh, I just wanted to say, home, you are going to be missed on the show. I've been, I've enjoyed listening to you the last two years. So best of luck with uh, what you have next. But it's been fun listening to you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, uh, obviously coming yeah. from someone that doesn't actually know him. You know, I mean, people like me are like, God damn, good riddance. You know? Yeah. Yep. But but yeah, thank you for coming on. Um, oh, yeah, you know, it's been awesome. 
yeah so next week uh home we haven't really figured out what we're gonna do it's episode 99 i say we just wing it and figure it out that's kind of my where i'm going with this yeah so uh there's nothing new to go see so yeah great (laughs) but all right well hey i have been uh jackson i've been home at the movies and thank you for joining us derek you guys have a good rest of your weekend and we'll see you soon see ya bye-bye